Please be aware that this episode includes descriptions of war. A week before it happened, it was a lot of news that American intelligence would be saying that Russia would strike on this date or the other date. Reason to believe the Russian forces are planning to uh, and intend to attack Ukraine in the coming week, in the coming days. We believe that they will target Ukraine's capital, Kyiv, a city of 2.8 million innocent people. U.S. officials believe Russia is laying the groundwork to invade Ukraine. That date would come and nothing would happen. So you are just like, is it going to happen or is it going to happen tomorrow? This is Anna. She lives in Kyiv, the capital of Ukraine. Tensions between Ukraine and Russia. President Biden saying he'll be moving U.S. troops to Eastern Europe and NATO countries in the, quote, near term. So at that point, we started convincing her to move to India. This is Anna's Indian boyfriend, Anupav. They are separated by thousands of miles, a global pandemic, and looming war. But Anna is not ready to leave her home and her dog. Just come here, let's wait it through. But we obviously couldn't because she didn't want to leave her dog. Tensions between Russia and the West are growing rapidly. A Russian military buildup is visible on the ground and from the air. Anupav and his mother are scared, and nothing is more important for them than her safety. It is not that simple for Anna. We were fighting because of the dog. I would be like saying, no, I'm not leaving my dog alone because I don't have anybody to take care of him. And then his mom would text me like, please get out of the country and be safe. I'm Tay Diggs, and from Sony Music Entertainment, this is You Had Me at Hello, the show where everyday people share their extraordinary stories of how they met and fell in love, and sometimes how things later fell apart. Love, its highs and lows, mess and drama, awkwardness and laughs, come with us as we celebrate all of it. Today, the long-distance story of a man, a woman, and her dog, and a love that endures the challenges of a global pandemic and a war. It is a story of how a steady, quiet, straightforward, uncomplicated love can help us through the most turbulent, world-shaking moments of our lives. This is Escape from Ukraine. When Anna was a small child, she and her mother had moved from rural western Ukraine to the country's capital, Kyiv. Despite how beautiful the city was, Anna couldn't imagine building a life there. She says that when she was growing up, Kyiv felt like it belonged to a different generation, a generation that struggled to find its identity years after the Cold War had ended. In 1991, shortly before Anna moved to Kyiv, the Soviet Union had collapsed. Ukraine declared independence after nearly 70 years under Moscow's control. Kyiv back then was a different place. I didn't like anything. I didn't like the system. I didn't like how everything works. Anna starts to travel in her 20s. 
Growing up with a busy, working mom, she had a strong sense of independence from a young age. She was comfortable enjoying her own company, and so she often traveled alone. When Anna is 27 years old, she decides to travel to India. It's a long way from home with a rich culture that Anna doesn't know much about. I was very fascinated by women who travels to India alone. Anna plans a trip to the city of Delhi in North India. It's monsoon season and the weather is uncomfortably hot and humid. Like a humidity when you can't just breathe normally outside and I'm just sitting in the bar under the AC and enjoying that I can just relax. Let's leave Anna in the bar for a moment, relaxing with a drink, enjoying the air conditioning and head just around the corner to meet Anubhav. He's a 32-year-old lawyer finishing up his day at work. Delhi is Anubhav's hometown. He grew up in a house full of family. We were mostly always with family. Plans were being made with family. We used to travel with family. Family is very important to Anupav. But right now, he is enjoying the freedom of not being in a relationship. He's handsome with wavy dark hair and a colorful tattoo sleeve. Just before I met her, I think I was in an emotionally reckless phase. I've had many phases in my life. I think I went through everything. Now, for the first time, I feel very calm. I was uh, moving from one fling to another. I was just enjoying my life being a single guy. And one of the things that single guys without any responsibilities like to do is go out to a bar after a long day at work. So I was there after work and I just saw this cute girl. She basically has a small face. So I just remember that her small face and her cute smile. <laughs> I also have a small face, so that's why uh, I was like, okay, fine, there's another one like me. <laughs> yeah, he approached me and then we start talking. I was at the bar about to order a drink. So I just said hi, I started talking to her. As simple as that. Both Anna and Anupav say there were no fireworks, no sparks at their first meeting. But it felt warm and fun between them. It was just a cute girl who I said hi to and she was nice to me. He was speaking kind of like my language with funny jokes. He was very respectful. Uh, he was not invading my space. He was just very easy, basically. That's it. So it was just easy, pleasant evening. So that's it. I, I mean, it, it was not a magical meeting at all. Despite the easy nature of their meeting, Anna and Anupab both knew they were unlikely to meet again because Anna was going back to Ukraine the next day. She said, I have to leave tomorrow. I said, okay, fine, I went back to my friends. That's, that's it. I, I just went out for a beer, met a girl, added her on my Instagram. That's it. <laughs> Anna flies back to Ukraine. She remains friends with Anubav on social media. Liking her pictures, throwing some, you know, emoji DMs here and there. And that might have been it. A boy and girl meet at a bar and then occasionally like each other's Instagram posts. Until. 
So I think I went out partying with my friends one day. I think it was late November, mid November somewhere. And I came back home. I saw her Instagram. And this time, Anubhav took it one step further. Complimented her. I sent her a message like, oh, that's a beautiful smile. Are you trying to kill me or something cheesy? And I wrote that and I slept. You know what they say, in vino veritas, in wine there is truth. And the truth of the matter is, things were only just beginning between Anna and Anupav. He left his drunken comment and then went to sleep. You know, sometimes you just send a DM, you sleep, you think nothing's going to happen in the morning, you wake up embarrassed. It was one of those days. While Anupav is sleeping it off, Anna is in Kyiv, at her job, at a software development company. I was pretty much bored and trying not to fall asleep. So I'll be just scrolling my phone and Anupav, he just, I guess he was on a party at night and he just texted me something. I woke up and there was a reply from her. It was more, it more like a banter. She was making fun of me for being drunk and sending her a message and that's how we just started talking to each other. I think that's it. Since then, we never stopped talking. I think there's no day after that that we didn't message each other or talk to each other. They were living very different lives, but something just clicked. Anna was fascinated by how different her life was from Anubhav's. I was very honest with her, and she somehow used to enjoy all the drama surrounding me at that point. He'd be feeding me some rumors about his friends, so I was very happy to hear about someone's life because it obviously was very different from mine. She used to message me to get some free drama. I used to give it to her, then she used to make fun of me. <laughs> we went from Instagram to WhatsApp. Hmm. Moving from Instagram DMs to WhatsApp, it's major. These two are getting serious. And then Anubhav makes another move, this time a sober one. I just proposed that, you know, why don't you come back? I'll take you for a road trip to Rajasthan. He suggests that Anna returns to India. And initially it was a joke. I mean, I was just playing my cards right. I was just like, okay, let's just throw a card. Let's see if she, you know, calls. Like he put a seed in my mind. The seed in Anna's mind grew. And so in March 2020, Anna returns to India. March 2020. Yes, people. Y'all know what's about to hit the fan. COVID-19. Anna takes a friend with her. Anupav plans a road trip, and one of his friends comes along too. The four of them travel to the Taj Mahal, the state of Jaipur, then Udaipur, and then back to Delhi. And as they're traveling, news of the first major world event that could cause a, let's say, wrinkle in Anna and Anubhav's growing relationship starts to trickle through. A new deadly virus called COVID-19 is spreading fast. Today, the World Health Organization declaring a global health emergency. There are now more than 7,700 confirmed cases worldwide. The death toll climbing to 170 in China, where cases are now confirmed in every province and 20 countries around the world. So that's when I said that if you get stuck, you get stuck. You just stay with me. 
I mean, both of you stay with me and we'll figure it out. If they're stuck here, she came to meet me. Of course, she's my responsibility. So we had a good time. They watched Hindi movies with me. I was brewing beers at that point. So I had two beautiful girls helping me bottle my beers. So it was fun. When they aren't watching Hindi movies or bottling beer, Anna and Anubhav find opportunities to spend more time together. Just the two of them. She used to, you know, quietly come to my room, knock the door, and then she used to sneak in and then we would, we would watch a movie together while her friend was in the other room. So yeah, we spent a lot of time together and that's when I started realizing that I like this girl. But just like their first meeting in the bar, Anubhav says there were no obvious sparks. See, I'm a very practical guy. For me, it's just, it's, it's the process. I, I don't think I have magical moments in my life. It's always a process. It's a process? This is a show about romance, Anubhav. Get with the program. Anyway, eventually Anna and her friend are able to fly back to Ukraine. Now, stuck at home, there's plenty of time to chat online. We both had nothing better to do, so we were just talking all day. In Anna, Anubhav found something he had never experienced before, and it made a big impression on him. I was always attracted to kind of toxic people in my life for some reason. This was the first time I was experiencing uh, simplicity. So it was just totally opposite to whatever I've ever dealt with in my life because I just didn't know that it's that simple, that you can just say whatever you feel like, you talk, you express your emotions and there's nothing weird coming back on you and you know, you can just say whatever you want, talk the way you want. As the weeks go by, Anna and Anubhav stay in constant contact. We both knew within our hearts that this is something more serious than just having a friend across the globe. But there's a deadly pandemic that's forced the world to go into lockdown. That means quarantines and travel restrictions. There couldn't be a worse time to start a long-distance relationship. It feels like there's no chance of seeing each other. It's particularly hard for Anupav to get anywhere. Most countries are refusing entry to travelers from India. But then, a ray of hope comes shining through. So one fine morning, I realized that Dubai is allowing us. And I just called her and I said, you know, should we meet in Dubai? And like always, like the straightforward girl that she is, she said, sure. <laughs> they met in Dubai and start to have more serious conversations about what their future could look like. We realized that, oh yeah, we want to have a serious relationship. We want to do something with this online thing. But distance isn't the only obstacle. Of course, he wasn't telling his mom all this time um, because of the culture. If their relationship is going to get serious, Anupab needs to tell his mama about Anna, a white Ukrainian woman. That's after the break. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. 
Let's find out why Anupav had put off telling his mom, who is Hindu, about his relationship with Anna. I'll try to explain. So, my parents weren't the most open-minded people when we were growing up. They were very orthodox people. We were told that you should marry in the same caste or whatever. I don't know, there's some Hindi words for it, but in, like in the same group of people. I expected some form of retaliation or some questioning, some interrogation. In late 2021, Anubhav plans how and when he will spill the beans. So around October, I took my mom for a trip uh, to mountainous region in India. I took her there for a short holiday. I told her about Anna. And the retaliation, the interrogation that Anubhav expected, it doesn't happen. She, she just, she was like, okay, fine. I expected this from you, <laughs> but in a good way. Not only is Anupav's mom okay with her son falling in love with a woman from a very different culture who lives on an entirely different continent, but now she wants to meet her. In early January 2022, Anna visits India for the third time. Anupav organizes a big family get-together. I invited my, both my sisters and their respective families, like my brother-in-laws and my nieces, Anubhav's large family loves Anna. And most importantly, so does his mom. And then his mom was like, what's the plans for the future? Now that Anubhav's mom has met Anna, she is all in and she wants them to make things official. And we were thinking that we eventually has to get married. Eventually. And then another COVID lockdown is announced. Anna can't get away from the questions from the family. There was a lockdown the day she landed. My family was there. We were just stuck together. There's no option for anybody to run away. <laughs> the lockdown does eventually lift and Anna heads back home. But the visit has raised lots of questions for them about the future of their relationship. They've spent very little time living together. What if he leaves his socks all over and what if she eats tacos in bed? Could they deal with each other's daily habits? They just don't know. But what if Anna could move to India for a few months so they could try it out, for real? They want to, but something is holding Anna back. A small furry something. I have a small dog at home. Anna doesn't have anyone in Kiev who can look after her dog while she lives in India for a while. I am a dog mom. <sighs> She's a dog mom. I am very stressed. I have nobody to leave my dog with. As you can probably tell, there's some tension around the situation with Anna's little Shih Tzu. But for Anna, there has always been three of them in their relationship with Anubhav. The prospective stepdog father is just going to have to get with the program. And there is another reason that Anubhav is keen for Anna to come. There have been rumors flying around for about a month. Rumors that suggest President Vladimir Putin of Russia is planning to invade Ukraine. I think end of January, we realized that, you know, there's something serious happening because America is making a lot of noise and it probably means something at this point. While Anna and Anubhav are trying to figure out what to do with Anna's dog, it happens. Anna's world, quite literally, comes crashing down. Shortly after four o'clock this morning, I spoke to President Zelensky of Ukraine to offer the continued support of the UK. Because our worst fears have now come true 
and all our warnings have proved tragically accurate. President Putin of Russia has unleashed war in our European continent. Russia will be held accountable. It is going to be a disaster for Russia if they further invade Ukraine and that our allies and partners are ready to impose severe cost and significant harm on Russia and the Russian economy. On February 24, 2022, Russian President Vladimir Putin authorizes missile and artillery attacks against major Ukrainian cities, including Kyiv. Innumerable missiles and bombs have been raining down on an entirely innocent population. A vast invasion is underway by land, by sea, and by air. Anna's best friend calls her. Please pack your bag, pack your essentials, everything. My first reaction was like, oh my God, I have a dirty hair. I can't just face this war being looking ugly. I don't know when will I be able to take a shower. So I had to take a shower and then I'd be packing and figuring out everything. While Anna is facing the reality of war, Anubhav is heading to Goa. He's planned a few days on the beach with friends, but he soon discovers it won't be a very relaxing trip for him. I was at the airport, I got a call from my mom that somebody just told me there's been some bombings in Kyiv. But uh, my first reaction was, I don't believe it, it can't happen in Kyiv, it's probably at the borders, you know, stop listening to people. Then I got a news flash on my phone and uh, I um, sent a message to Anna and I said, you know, uh, good morning, don't get scared, but I think the war has started and they are invading Ukraine, like, seriously. Anna, her mother, and the dog find a bunker. Whenever you hear the air raid siren, you go into those safe shelters, full packed of people. You can't sleep there because you, you're just sitting. And you're just waiting for it to be over. In a stroke of good luck, the bunker closest to Anna's home is a relatively comfortable one. Uh, it was a very warm bunker, and um, that place... Uh, was used by some online shop that was selling mattresses and pillows. But even with some basic comforts, it is impossible to sleep. For first three, four days, I wasn't able to sleep at all. It was short naps, maybe for one hour at most. I was just exhausted. You're barely eating anything, so... At that time, I was so tired, I don't think I could feel any emotion at all. With Anna in a bunker in Kyiv, Anubhav is hunkering down on the couch in Goa. I was with my friends and I didn't want to spoil their holiday as well. So I think the next three days I spent on the couch and I told them that, you know, don't make me be the party pooper, but this is how it is. I can't go out. Even though Anna kept telling me that, you know, I'm fine, I'm safe. I'm in the bunker, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm safe. Don't worry, just go out and do what you do. But I just couldn't. My mind was so scrambled up and I just wanted more information and find out a way to bring her to India now. So next three days, I think I spent talking to about a thousand people in Ukraine, in Poland, and in India, in the government, everywhere. While Anubhav is frantically making calls to try and help find Anna way out of Ukraine, she, on the other hand, is still hoping that she won't have to leave at all. 
I was rejecting reality as much as I could. I wasn't planning to move out of Kiev at all. Like I thought, like I'm gonna stay in my home. Anna is having a hard time facing the reality of what is happening. One day, you're trying to figure out doggy daycare options so you can visit your boyfriend, and then the next day, you're trying to sleep as bombs explode in your city. Anna should have been relaxing in the warm cocoon of her love with Anubav. But now, she's experiencing danger unlike anything she could have imagined. You're stressed, you're depressed, you're scared, you feel all kinds of negative emotion that you're trying to suppress. One evening, Anna ventures out of the bunker. I saw like a sky was just like a burning red color somewhere far away, and that freaked me out. Anna starts to rethink things. I have to go somewhere. I have to try to do something because I can't be living in this environment anymore. It's all too much. Anna needs to leave. Okay, mom, you have five minutes. You pack, you get your stuff. We packed whatever we saw. It was, it was ridiculous things that we packed. It was winter. I think the only warm clothes that I have was hoodie and uh, sweatpants that I was wearing. Anna and her mother make it to the train station. Her mother gets a train to Anna's grandmother's village in central Ukraine, which was a relatively safe area at the time, and she agrees to take Anna's dog with her. As Anna says goodbye to her family and the dog she adores, her heart breaks. But the road ahead will be her biggest test yet as she sets off on a daring journey to reach her love on a different continent, almost 5,000 kilometers away. More after the break. There are no passenger flights leaving Ukraine. So if Anna is to get to India, first, she needs to get out of the country. From Kyiv, I went to Lviv. She gets a place on a train from Kyiv to Lviv, the largest city in Western Ukraine. At that time, a few days after the start of the invasion, there had been no attack on Lviv, and thousands of Ukrainians had moved there as the country prepared for war. The whole train was fully packed. The train is full of people, their bags, their pets, sitting or standing wherever they could find a space. The journey takes 15 hours, and it is tense. So they will be operating without, like, any extra lights, being extra careful, extra quiet. Anna and the people around her talk to each other about what they've been through over the past few days. People were just sharing what they felt at that moment, at that day, how that happened, how did they rush, and all things like that. What are you supposed to do when you have to leave your entire life behind and are not sure you'll be able to return? The panic of the situation is starting to settle in for Anna, but she can't share her experiences with Anubhav just yet. We were not able just to do a phone call, a video call, or something. It was just short messages. Anna and the other passengers are careful not to give the location away through online activity on their phones. A big group of people traveling to a certain location could trigger an attack. Finally, 
Anna arrives safely in Lviv, where she's able to make contact with her colleagues. It was winter, it was quite snowy. The company she works for arranges a bus to take them to the Slovakian border. Anna makes it across the border to the relative safety of Slovakia, where volunteers from all across Europe are waiting to help those escaping the conflict. Then, a group of French volunteers arrange a minibus to take her and a group of her colleagues to Krakow, a city in the south of Poland. Once I reached Poland, it took some time to just be able to function normally again. Anna is overwhelmed by relief. Relief just to be safe for the first time in a long time. Meanwhile, Anupav is phone bashing all his lawyer contacts to help Anna get a visa. I was able to get a visa within maybe three days. So Anna's safe in Poland. She's got her visa and now a plane ticket to Delhi. In the meantime, in Delhi, Anubhav is busy making plans. I never got a chance to propose her. Anubhav has decided to propose to Anna. Friend of mine suggested that, you know, why don't you just do it at the airport? My first reaction was that that's too cheesy, bro, like not doing that. While Anubhav's mulling over whether to propose to Anna at the airport as soon as she arrives, Anna's journey hits another snag. They didn't allow me on the flight because I didn't have a test. She didn't have a recent negative COVID test. She has her vaccination certificate, but it's Ukrainian. Anna has escaped war, and now she is facing the pandemic. She has to get another flight, but the trauma of the recent events, the war, the bunker, the escape, is beginning to take a toll on her. At that state of mind, I don't know, all kind of... um Panic attacks come. After a long journey filled with uncertainty and very real panic attacks, she eventually reaches Delhi. I was exhausted. Anything I just wanted, just like, please, let's go home. Please let me sleep, let me relax, let me eat something. And then I can just be able to function. And the moment I get out um, of the plane, I called him and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm late. Can you please wait? Come on, man. I was irritated. I was mad. Anupav assures her that he will be there as soon as he can. She came out. I sat on the floor and, you know, took out my ring. My friends called some dholwalas. They are those drum beaters in India. I don't know if you know about them. So they were there. So there was a lot of noise around me. I was super embarrassed because there were people standing around us, started taking videos of it. So yeah, I quickly put the ring on a finger and just stood up. <laughs> There's so much commotion and awkwardness that Anubhav has to propose twice. And then his friends came and they said like, can you please do that again so that we can make a photo? It's just like, because he did it so awkwardly, like, so they forced him just to, to do it properly. Anupav proposes again, properly this time. And Anna? She accepts. 
Though more than anything, relief is the overwhelming feeling. Anna is finally safe in his arms. There's a lot of relief when I saw her. I think that was the emotion that overtook every other emotion was relief that she's here with me now. We are safe now. I just want to hug her and give her a lot of love because she had been through a lot in the past 15-20 days. Leaving Ukraine felt incredibly emotional and complicated. Even though she was planning to move to India eventually, that would have been her choice in her own time. The war changed all of that. I wasn't able to say goodbye to Ukraine yet. Everyone is in much need of a celebration. So a few weeks after Anna arrives in Delhi, she and Anubhav get married. Anna fully embraces Anubhav's culture and goes all in with a fantastic wedding dress. Initially, I thought that Anna probably would want something simple. It was my assumption. I was very wrong. And it ended up that she got the flashiest, sparkly pink dress that she could get, like the Indian lehenga. And she loved it, and she looked very pretty that day. But that's not the end of our story. I'm sure you're wondering what happened to the most important character of all. Anna's fluffy Shih Tzu is on her mind as she and Anubhav enjoy their honeymoon. When we were on our honeymoon, I suddenly saw all the Instagram posts and stories that people suddenly come back to Kiev because they feel like nothing is going on there. And um, I felt jealous that why can't I come back? Wait, hold up. Anna, please. Don't. The moment we landed back in Delhi, I think she started a rut that I need to go back home. I mean, initially I was trying to convince her not to go because it didn't make sense to me. Like going inside a war zone, because anything would happen, right? Like they were still bombing big cities from time to time. From then, like this thought was just leaving in my mind and then I was annoying and uh, was like saying like, I want to go back or this or that. And then he's like, oh, like, if you feel that it's safe enough and then you're ready and then, like, go for it. There ain't nothing a dog mama will not do for her baby. Anna's Shih Tzu had been living with her grandmother in the countryside. The trip goes well. And here's a big shout out to Anna's brave grandmother who met Anna and Key for the handover. But the little fluffball isn't quite the same. He's a little Shih Tzu, and they grow very long hair, so he had an ugly haircut. He may look a little different, but he is back with Anna, and that's what's most important. Some info here about their situation today. Anubhav, Anna, and her dog are all living happily ever after in India now. Anubhav has left the reckless part of his single days behind him. He still works as a lawyer, and between the war and her escape, Anna is content to pause her traveling and reflect on how life brought her and Anubhav together at last. I think all my journey was definitely worth it, even though we didn't have time to get to know each other in a way, like, uh, what is it to live together? But there is not even one day that I regret my decision. 
she feels like a part of me. I don't uh, remember life without her anymore. Maybe there were no fireworks when Anna and Anabov met. But as bombs ravaged her home city, Anna found safety and ease with Anubhav. Sometimes life provides enough earth-shattering moments of its own, and then love shows up to set things right. I'm Tay Diggs, and this has been You Had Me at Hello. If you have an incredible love story, please reach out to us at lovestories@sonymusic.com. We'd love to hear it. You Had Me at Hello is a Sony Music Entertainment production. It's hosted by me, Tay Diggs. This episode was produced by Jaja Muhammad and Louisa Field. The junior producer is Martha Miller. Peggy Sutton is a story editor. Isis Thompson, Louisa Field, and Tay Diggs are the executive producers. The production coordinators are E.K. Egbatola and Lily Hamley. The production manager is Kat Moran. It was written by Nicole Perkins and the production team. Al Siona Mick composed the original music. The sound designer is Tom Drew. Special thanks to Jez Nelson, Chris Skinner, and Julia Stevenson. <laughs>